Welcome aboard the Championship Express. I'm your host, Jamie. Today, I'm joined by Rob at Second Tier Stats, as always. How are you, Rob? Doing all right. Uh, looking my wounds after this game week. How are you? Um, I said to your message the other day, I was either going to be really happy or really annoyed on this one. And <laughs> um, I thought I'd had a really amazing game week, but I've seen some of the scores out there. They're absolutely monster scores, but I think I've done well. Uh, we'll go through that in a minute but we're joined by a special guest um, everybody knows that Joe behind the scenes at Gaffer is joining us how are you Joe? Hey Jamie great to be here It's good to have you on it's been a while was it when you come on just before the season started didn't you with Sean? Yeah that's right we barely knew what the game was going to be at that stage and uh, and here we are 15 weeks later Yeah, It's going well um, we're going to have a chat with you about the game in general later on in the podcast, um, just about everything that's gone on behind the scenes, stuff like that. But we're going to go straight into Game Week 13 and 14 review and then preview 15 and 16 for the listeners. Uh, before we do that, though, Rob, how did you get on this week? Or should I ask you? I'll start with the bottom. I dare say I've done worse than you guys. 67. It's a bit of a shame. 19 on the bench. Oh, so, uh, oh that's tough. The horror show. Triple Middlesbrough defence killed me there. I thought we were doing so well and then tripled up and I've been bitten. Started well on Friday night. I was happy with Tony's 22 point captaincy hall. I was all right with that. Um, but uh, the quicker we move off me, the better. Do you know the Triple Middlesbrough defence? Is that the one that yeah. we're bigging up last week? Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I was quite thankful because I'm, my plan is still to go to Middlesbrough defensively, um, but I haven't been able to do it yet. I'm just putting other fires out, so I was quite thankful. I hadn't jumped quite so early, but you know, six, six. My plan too. Yeah, it's, we've got quite lucky, haven't we? But sixty-seven, Rob. Normally, you'd say, you know. That's a decent score, pretty respectable score. But some of the scores that we've seen, I bet you're quite disappointed. If you are, I'm guessing you've had a red arrow. Yeah, 93 to 180 of the last since we spoke last high scoring game. It shows, though, how tight it is, you know, up at the top end of the overall because um, Adam Robinson, one of the listeners, he's rose from something like 120 something to 22nd overall with a monster score of 123 so it just shows one good week and you're right back in it but you could fall easily so I hope that's not me next week but Joe how did you get on? <laughs> not bad I'm glad I was on this week um, total points 91 nice which I'm very happy with but again I've seen higher around the place um, went Captain Armstrong pretty predictable yeah, against Barnsley. Um, Solanke, vice uh, vice captain. Nice. Um, Tony, emergency. And Buemo, you know, still let me down really in midfield. Uh, at least they came off the bench oh. for Buendia. I kept Buendia because um, I think he will come good. Uh, and then the defense was the what basically carried me here was Toffolo, Richards, Pedersen, Henry, Bidwell. And uh, the Reading keeper, um, Cabral. What's his name? 
Yeah, that's it. I think is it or Cabral? Is it is it Cabral? You put me on the spot there, Joe. <laughs> put myself on the spot. Yeah, yeah. should have checked that. Yeah, we'll we'll just go with that, and then if it's wrong, yeah. all three of us look stupid instead of one of us. So we'll go with that. But um, only two points on my bench at least, which means I made the the right choices. You did. So what rank are you at the moment? I'm ranked at two eight five. Two eight five. Are you climbing or have you fell? I'm climbing. Ah, so I was at three six six. Yeah. You know, I've if had I for a few weeks. If I was behind the game, you know, with the creators and stuff like that, I think I'd be ranked number one now because I definitely added some digits. <laughs> um it'd be at least twenty eighth. Take the zero off, and that's where I'd be. Nobody can question it. Yeah, I thought I was at the beginning. I thought I was a genius because I, you know, I used my boosts early and I got pretty high scores. I was way up there, and then the last, I don't know, seven or eight game weeks have been pretty mediocre. Yeah, I used my boosts early, and I do regret it now. I didn't at the time. Um, I just thought, you know, it's luck when you use them. It looks good on paper, but now I've used mine and sat back and watched everyone else in the community using theirs at certain times. Mm-hmm. it's made me realise how important they are. You know, I've completely wasted mine, so I'm going to be a lot more careful going into the second, third of boosts. Uh, but my score this week, I was one point off the 100 club, um, 99. Um, what did I get? Foster with a five points. I've quite got you that they conceded. Toffwell came off my bench for Danjuma with a six-pointer. Hutchinson, nine. Bidwell, nine. And my boy, Connor Roberts, 15 points. Oh, I was out walking the dog and I didn't see it. And I got back and I saw it. Oh, I can't be any happier. Um, my midfield, pretty terrible. Brooks with me one point. Quite disappointed with that, considering I brought him in last week. Um, Jamal Lowe at Swansea, he's going. He's got to go. He's one of my I'm worst. Sick of hearing that. <laughs> in fact... Oh, sorry, he has gone. He has gone. Spoiler alert. It's because I'm looking at my points, not my team selection. Because I was thinking, who have I sold then if I haven't sold him? Uh, he's gone for Harry Wilson. I've had to jump on him. Even when he's not returning, he's banging in bonus points. So I'm jumping on that. Um, up front, though, was okay. Tyrus Campbell finally blanked. Um, Armstrong is vice-captain with a 10-pointer. And Dominic Solanke, captain, 26. So going without Tony paid off in the end just to uh, just to try and get in there you'd be in the 100 club wouldn't you if you'd have gone uh, if you'd have got rid of Campbell and kept Tony for Solanke yeah but Campbell has got Wickham <laughs> next he's going to get an hat trick so I'll be laughing come Wednesday night um, yeah so that has given You're laughing now <laughs> let me see where's my rank They'll put it in front of me. So I've had a rise from 86th to 44th, which is the first time I've been in the top 50 all season. So really happy with that. Hopefully I can carry the form on. So that wraps um, just so how we did. You're in contention, really. Um, I'd like to think so, but for about six, seven game weeks now, you know, I've been getting good scores. Well, I thought they were good scores. It seems to be matching everybody and I, couldn't make ground at all and I keep looking at the overall every week looking at the top 10 and they just seem to be hitting big points every single week it's like they don't have a day off 
there's an FPL Joe, I think his name is. Um, one of the listeners on the pod, I think that's his name. So let me get him up. Yeah, Joe's he's FPL Joe. What did he get? He got 113 this week. He's sitting second overall, and it's just like he's been there nearly all season in the top 10. Yeah, that surprised me how consistent everyone seems to be in that. Even the top 20, really. You've seen the same names crop up over and over. Yeah. You've got, there's a couple in there that I don't know, but there's a few from Twitter, like Angus McPhail. He's in the Planet FPL Slack. Um, Simple Go, he's up there. He's been up there for quite a while. Um, who else is there? Ali Maxwell's there. Connor Roberts. There's someone named Connor. I was looking at, <laughs> there's a Roberts and a Campbell. <laughs> Um, our Watford correspondent, Samra Batman, he's 21st. Um, Adam Robertson's gone 22nd. And James Linden, Planet FPL, he's 24th. So it's nice to see familiar names up there, though. I do like that. If somebody other than myself is going to win it, I would rather it be from the Gaffer community. Definitely. Yeah, me too. That'd be real cool. But we'll go on then. Uh, we're going to go on to game week 13 and 14 review. Um, normally me and Rob will go through game by game but what we've decided to do because there's the two games and we've just picked up some key points from the games that we can just go through um, so I'll start us off um, Norwich injury crisis so should we still be holding or buying Blendia or the likes of Puki? what do you think Rob? I think yes Pukki's going to uh, looks like he's going to miss the Tuesday's game uh, but Quendier was all over the stats tables before this. One game suspension. I was really happy as a non-owner that he got that red card. Yeah. So I was toying with bringing him in. It made my week because got me off a hook. He was going to be 15 points, probably something like that. So he's definitely on my radar. As soon as Buemo's got this fixture out of the way, it's probably Quendier on the on the radar. How do you think I felt then watching him haul against my own team? It was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I... I did laugh inside, if I'm honest. I did find that amusing. What about you, Joe? What do you think? Do you think we're keeping or buying? I think keep Buendia anyway. I brought him in very early because, even though he wasn't playing, because I knew his key passes from last year were off the charts. Um, and that he could, at this level, he could dominate games like a few other players. Um, Pookie, um, he's been unconvincing, I think, from for me anyway, for the last even before he became injured. Um, so I wouldn't be quick to bring him in, especially at that price. What is he, 10.2 now? He's expensive. Um, there are loads of options, and I'd say I'd be waiting on him to maybe have a, a run of a couple of good games, maybe score a penalty, something like that, get him back on, on the right track before I jump onto him again. Yeah, definitely. With Pookie, I think, I don't think I'd go near him anyway, just for his price. I just don't think he's consistent enough so far. Um, so I'm just going to accept the odd weeks he is going to score and I'm just going to have to hope that the strikers I've chose outscore him. Um, the reason I brought this point up though was um, there's a lot of injuries. Max Aaron's went off at the end. Yeah. Um, they had five youth players on the bench. I was speaking to FPL Badger, our Norwich correspondent, um, earlier this morning and he's just put um, Buendia is fine but um, Puki is back. Steeperman played up front, which isn't ideal. So the reason I ask is, do you think, you know, Buendia will be back in midweek? He hasn't got the players around him of high quality. You know, Cantwell's out, Aaron's from the right. 
you still think it's worth it? Joe? That's a good point. Yeah, I'd still, I'd, like the, the matches coming up, they're Luton, Wednesday and Forest. Like, I think Norwich, even at 75%, have a really good chance in those games. So I wouldn't be reacting or overreacting too quickly. Um, and then they have a couple of tricky ties against Blackburn and, and Reading after that. Um, but no, I think I think Norwich, like the top of the table, I don't think they've even been, been that good yet. So yeah, they've got momentum. Another gear. What about you, Rob? That's a good point. I was going to bring that up about uh, how they're just sort of starting to find the groove. 14 points from 18. And they haven't, they haven't lost since that infamous Rooney free kick in injury time. Um, Cruel and Hugo are minimum three weeks away. Aaron's probably going to miss this this week. Kuntia is long term. So I still think back the back of the attack though because it looks like it's getting there. See, the listeners will probably know what I'm going to say is because I'm so tight with my budget. Uh, I'm going to leave it. My plan was to go to Buendia from Ismail Asar until Saar got me to assist this week. So he's um, earned a place in my team for next week. So I'm going to stay away for now, but I can see why people would keep or bring Buendia in. Next point. Um, this is one that I thought of. Um, are we expecting too much from Brentford um, other than Ivan Tony? Because last week I was talking about you know how much they've disappointed me. Yet then when they beat QPR Friday night and on Saturday, they went into sixth place. So because of last season's form, how good they were, do you think we've got... Our expectations are too high of players like Embuemo. What do you think, Rob? Oh, don't talk to me about Embuemo. <laughs> he is on the chopping block. I did a bit of digging this afternoon on this point. He's had a 21% shot accuracy. So one in five shots is on target. It's horrendous. Uh, Tony's 55% for comparison. So he's the only one left of last, last year's front three, but he just doesn't look to be his own self. He's had half a dozen assists, but only one goal. What about you, Joe? What do you think about Brentford? I'd say they have another gear as well, similar to Norwich. I think they've they've been playing reasonably well without, you know, shooting out the lights. Um, and they are they've clearly missed Ben Rama, and Watkins has been pretty readily replaced by Tony. I think Tony's going to just continue the way he has been. Um, yeah. If there's any must buy, I think, in the league, it's Tony at the moment. Um, so I, I I could see them coming through this and, and being and challenging. Um, from what I've read, they were slow starters last season as well. Yes, they were, yeah. I think so, actually before Friday's game, they were two points better off this season than we were last season, which surprised me because I knew they started off slowly, but, you know, look where they ended up. They should have gone up, shouldn't they? So it could be worth watching out for them. Um, and they have an easy enough run of fixtures coming up as well. Well, relatively easy. Um, Rotherham, Blackburn, Derby, Forest are the next four. So that's probably three wins there. So what puts me off with Brentford is, obviously you've got Ivan Tony, which I realised watching him Friday night, he can score all sorts of goals. He's not just, uh, you know, he's not pacey on the shoulder of the last man. He's scoring goals from set pieces. Um, he just gets his head there. So he's obviously going to score goals, but it's the price. You know, your Dallas guards, your Nico Henrys, they were your premium defenders when the game started from last year's stats, which I understand why. And Buemo expensive. 
And me personally, if I'm going to pay that price, I'm going to want a lot more considering um, you can go to Birmingham or Middlesbrough defensively. It would seem what better value for money. But I think possibly I could have been a bit too harsh on them. So I just wanted to see what you two thought on that. The only one at the other end for me is Rico Henry's scored one, assisted one and got four clean sheets in the last six. But other than that, they're not impressive, really. Attack-wise, I wouldn't say. Dalsgaard's not on the radar. Okay, so next... Yeah, Hen- Sorry, go on, Joe. Sorry, Henry has 25 points more than Dalsgaard. Yeah, he's got to be the pick in defence. Um, but I would... Yeah, and Buemo would be in trouble on my, my team as well. Like, he's just not producing at the moment. Yeah, I had I had um, De Silva and I got rid of him a few weeks ago. But I had high expectations um, for Brentford. But you never know. Next few weeks, it might be a different story. Um, we'll go on to the next point, and it's our Reading back. Marty and Co returned this weekend, and they did look pretty good, didn't they? What do you think about Reading, Joe? They did look good. I mean, Mete looked a threat the whole time. Um, Santos Xiao. You know, he could score, I think he could score any kind of goal. Um, they looked really strong, considering the bad patch they've gone through. Um, to put in a performance like that just shows, I think they, they maybe they're not contenders anymore, but they could easily be top six. Yeah, I definitely think playoffs is a realistic expectation for them. Um, I thought, you know, they've looked poor the last few weeks, but now they've had everyone back from their injuries. They're not impressive on the eye. It's just the power and speed up front. It's just my a unit. You've got Ijar, who's a big lad. So, you know, he's good with his, with his feet. And um, Jao um, was unreal in what he does with his feet. I saw him about the 85th minute. He was just dribbling along the edge of the box, just like nobody could touch him. They were bouncing off him. Um, yeah, I think on their day, they're going to batter teams. I think they could score three or four, but I think they will let you down. Um, what about you, Rob? What do you think? I think I gave them a bad rap at the start of the season. Um, but in the form table over the last six games, they are 23rd. So it's it's obviously the last two games have glossed over it a bit, but they've conceded 15 in six games. So it, it's a bit worrying. If they're back, and I'm not sure whether it's a blip or, or what, then I'm really interested because... Mighty looks good, like you say. Um, Elise is a bargain. And their uh, conversion rate has come back to like what normal the rest of the teams are. They're still top slightly, but they were sort of in the 16 17% conversion rate earlier in the season. And now I'm, I'm sort of a bit more convinced by what they're doing in attack. Yeah, I think um, I was late on the Reading bandwagon. Um, I had a Lucy from the start just because of value. I ended up bringing um, Maite in. He got injured as I brought him in, so I've took him out. So I've and I've got rid of a Lucy now. Um, and I'm just wondering, do I need one or two? I don't. I don't want a triple up, but I think yeah. um, I like a jar. But I think Maite would be the one I'd bring in if I was going to bring any of them back. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think they could punish teams, but then they could let you down certain weeks. Uh, next one, Dominic Solanke. Is he becoming essential? Um, I got rid of Ivan Tony for him two game weeks ago. 
it's gone well so far. Um, I know you two are going to disagree about getting rid of Ivan Tony, but do you think Solanke could get a spot in your team with Armstrong and Tony? What about you, Rob? Big decision. Um, I'm just, it sort of links in the last question for me. I wouldn't go near my team because I've got a sort of, a, judging it as a power five midfield. So it only leaves me with this sort of third striker spot. So I'm looking at Jao, I'm looking at Solanke, I'm looking at even Deeney and Campbell. But Solanke is looking good. Uh, they've scored 11 in the last four goals and he's been involved in five of them. So, yeah, he's a, he's a bit, he's getting towards essential, but my worries is that he's having about three shots a game. What about you, Joe? I brought him in last week for, for Zhao and it was mostly based on fixtures. I think he's, they have a decent run of fixtures coming up. And even though he isn't having that many chances, Solanke is he's putting them away at the moment. He's got a bit of momentum behind him. And I can't see any I can't see him missing games. So he's in there for now. Although I don't you know, I don't really rate him as highly as many of the other the other top strikers out there. I would love to see Pookie come back, score a couple, and then I'd shoehorn him into my team somehow. Um and I think Pookie, Tony and Armstrong is that's the lineup I would like up front. All the big names. Nice. I think I'm, you know, I'd have him as, oh, I don't know, Campbell. Yeah, I think I'd have Solanke as my third striker at the moment. I think, yes, he's not having a handful of opportunities, but he just, everything he's touching his turn to goal, he's in the right place at the right time. He looks high on confidence because he looks like he's the main man there. And it's good to see him getting that after a few years of struggling in the Premier League. Um, I think I've obviously took Tony out and I don't think it was ideal because Tony is just going to keep scoring. I need to find a way of getting Tony back in now. And I do think that's going to be for Tyrese Campbell after the Wiccan game. Um, It's worked out so far for me, but now I've got to 44th. I'm going to have to be a bit more cautious if I want to stay there. Otherwise, I'm going to end up... Because Friday night, for example, I was 62nd. After the Brentford game, when Tony scored, I dropped down to 120th. So that just shows how important he is in the game. But I think Swanky is a very good um, candidate for the first slot, striker slot. But we keep we keep see oh, sorry we seem to keep mentioning the first striker slot every week on the pod, and every week it seems to be changing. And I do think that's going to happen all season. I think if you can time it right, who you jump on and jump off on. You know, I think that's going to be important. The big uh, worry I had with going to Stalanke was Josh King, but I'm reading he's potentially injured. That's why he's been off the radar. So, you know, it wouldn't be surprising to see Stalanke get rotated if King's back, because you've said it time and time again, you, you're really interested in Josh King as a championship player. Yeah. So that was COVID. There you go. He, he isolated. What do yeah. we think about Deeney? Deeney coming back in and is he going to be a force in the game, do you think? Um, yeah, he's, you know, the type of player he is, he suits the championship, doesn't he? Um, he's probably going to be on penalties more than likely, I'd imagine. Um, we can he's, a, you know, he's a club captain, he's going to lead the line. He could be a nice differential as that first striker slot, couldn't he, if he, st- if he gets going. I was quite disappointed when he came back there for Maurice with Grey because Ismail Saar was playing up front 
and that's when I brought him in. So now he's obviously dropped back. It's made me question, do I want Saar in my team at that price? What about you, Rob? What do you think about Deeney? Deeney, if I'm looking maybe to get ahead of people with this third striker spot, assuming I've missed Solanke Halls, I've missed Jao Halls, he's the guy I'm going to look at. The first start of the season, so he's obviously back to fitness. And he's had five shots, uh, including taking penalties, like you said. He's he's hot for nine million in the championship level, I think. The only thing that worries me is Watford like to change the side quite a lot. Um, I think Saar gets away with it just because he is that good. You know, he's way above championship level. Um, but Deeney, at his age as well, you know, I could see him getting rotated with Gray and um, Pedro into the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... That'd be interesting. I've got one more point, um, which I didn't put on the notes, but I've only come up with it today. It was Swansea defensively. Um, they've conceded the least in the league. The fourth, two points off top. Um, is it, Would you recommend a double-up or even a triple-up defensively? How did you reach this point? Uh, it wasn't on the agenda until you got a massive haul from Roberts and Bidwell. In all fairness, <laughs> I have been on Robertson Bidwell for quite a few weeks and I've loved owning them, so I just thought I'd bring it up just to see what your thoughts were, Rob. Roberts is class, isn't he? Um, yeah. I watched it today and he's, he's everything Bidwell was at the start. So it's, I, I mean, I saw him on the eye test at the start of the season. He was doing these infield, infield runs when people were vacating their position. So he is a threat. He's a constant threat. Um, the only thing that I'm hoping is they start conceding a bit. That's going to save me. What about you, Joe? I was looking at my team today and I can't figure out why I don't have those two players yet. <laughs> I've got, I have bid well, and I've Roberts is on my list a long time ago, and nothing ever happened. So he'll be coming in soon. Yeah, they like. Um... I think it was you said it, Rob, Bill. You're on in the group chat. They like the Alexander-Arnold and Robertson of the Championship, aren't they, at the moment? Um, I'm loving yeah, owning them. I really am loving owning them. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I what started was... the season with both and seemed to have missed out on Robert's Halls. I think I got ahead of the curve and then jumped off it ahead of the curve as well. <laughs> it's not a curve. It's a line going up. Uh, yeah. And I've been ejected from it, I. I'm wary we didn't cover the actual question here of whether we're encouraging the double up so I'm just thinking ahead as a non-Roberts owner and he's now going to be with a price rise 7.2 where on earth, where am I going to find 7.2 from and do you think there's still good value at 7.2 what do you think Joe I think so at the moment I mean he's outscoring the vast majority of midfielders that's kind of the way the game is at the moment, that the big defenders are outscoring midfielders and they're a lot cheaper for the most part. So, yeah, I'd I'd prioritise Robertson Bidwell and build the rest of the team around them. Yeah, me too. Um, what I've got Bidwell and Roberts for is the attacking returns and quite luckily they're the best defensive team in the league as well, so it's going quite well. So you get the clean sheet mm-hmm. as a bonus, I see it. But if, if you look at it this way, Rob, if Roberts was a 7.1... Um, midfielder you'd probably look at him for his attacking returns wouldn't you so if you have him as a defender and get the clean sheets as a bonus too 
I think they're definitely worth the money with the numbers that they're putting in. He's on. He's, he's the first player to hit 100, oh no, he's not, defend it, 107 points. He's miles ahead of uh, Toffolo in third. Do you think he's worth it? Or having both as a double? You're making me regret all the big decisions here. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm quite tight with money. Think... Yeah. He's not... He's not quite as many, so he's got five attacking returns, at four, and Bidwell's got five. But obviously, he's way ahead in the bonus. So, why well, I was dead cert that once he started losing all of his set pieces to Grimes and etc., that he was not going to become a good asset, and he's just getting better and better. So, I think I've shot myself in the foot. So, we'll go on there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on then from that. We'll look ahead at um, game week 15, which is midweek, and game week 16 at the weekend. Um, so I'll start with you, Rob. Um, we normally do this every week. Who do you think has got the standout fixtures? For the next two game weeks, I'm looking at Birmingham. We've got Barnsley and Bristol, and we know what Birmingham defence is all about. Bournemouth have got Preston and Barnsley. Preston are pretty, pretty terrible at the moment. They're down in the bottom six for form in the last six games and they're struggling with injuries and suspension. Barnsley might be tougher. Might be a lot tougher than Preston. Norwich, Coventry and Reading are my other three that I would be looking at. Who, sorry, Norwich. Coventry have got good fixtures, but really, who are you going to go for? Yeah. And Reading, Chef, I've got Chef Wed and Forrest. Yeah, but if you pinpointed anyone, yeah, Jeff... I go along with that. And I was looking at Coventry. Coventry have a good run of fixtures there: Derby, Rotherham, Luton, Wickham, Huddersfield, and then Wednesday. So that's actually six decent games for them. But mm-hmm. it's hard to identify Coventry players to bring into the side. Um, I see Godden's red red flag at the moment, so yeah, we're not sure. Might be a non-starter. I can summarise what you're trying to say there, Joe. Is basically Coventry have got six really good fixtures, but the shit. You're just trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> that might be what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happened to them? They started so well, didn't they? Yeah, they looked alright, and we were. Um, looking- yeah, there's something about them. I've got a soft spot for them. <laughs> I did good things from him. From, um, Sorry, Jamie. I... So I was looking forward to um, watching him, but that's gone now. I'm not really that interested. Gordon was always on my radar, but I don't know why he's not available at the moment. But, you know, not when there's only three slots available for strikers. I can't get him in. I like the look of Bournemouth because Preston are very SMS. I think Bournemouth can punish them. Barnsley are tough to crack. I, I really do like Barnsley this season, but I think Bournemouth are way too strong. And then I've only just noticed the Reading fixtures, um, Sheffield Wednesday and Forest. That's going to kill me not owning any of them, that is. I know it's, I'm going to get punished there, um, but I, I haven't got no transfers to use. And I haven't got a plan um, to get them. But we've basically covered, really, everyone there who's got good fixtures, but if you had to choose just one team to target this week, Rob, um, for the good fixtures, well, for the next two game weeks, 
which one team would it be? Birmingham defender or a keeper. What about you, Joe? I think I'd go Reading. I think they're back for a while. <laughs> I hope not. I, am, I can't really disagree with you there, though. Um, I'm just going to say Bournemouth, just on the basis I got rid of my Reading players and brought three Bournemouth fans, so I'm just going to back myself on that one. <laughs> um, I've got to. Um, normally, we look at like, you know, who we could go against to target and wick him come up every week, don't they? Um, I'm going to have to start slating them so much because I'm never going to be welcoming that place again. Uh, but we'd never... Well, we did briefly, but Derby, they've actually conceded more than Wickham. Um, they are bad, aren't they? Do you think, you know, we could go against them? They have got Coventry, uh, one of Joe's nice fixtures this in uh, midweek. Then they've got Millwall, Brentford and Stoke. Could we target Derby? Yeah, I think we could. Uh, they were good for the first half against Wickham, but um, I think then just fell apart. They were a shambles after that, and it's not as if Wickham were. I mean, they're tough to play against at the moment, but they're not. They're not a good side. Um, and they've. I see Derby have Millwall, Brentford, Stoke, Swansea, coming up in the next five. I think it's going to be Rooney's going to be sacked before he even begins. <laughs> Yeah, he's not giving too well. And, you know, I know it's the early days, we're only 14 weeks in, but I do worry for Derby staying up because I just, I can't see where they're going to turn it round. They just don't look very good at all, all over the pitch. Just really, really poor. There's just no signs of life, are there? We, uh, I'm ashamed to say I had Louis Sibley and Rooney double up at the start in my drafts. You know, we were bigging them up. Yeah. It's just horrendous. The 25 goals or so conceded is crazy. I can remember in pre-season, just as we, um, once we all signed up for the game and stuff, we were in a group chat and we were looking at, you know, we, we could start off with, and Sibley was probably the most mentioned player because of his mm. price. Um, everyone was really excited for him. Um, I don't think I ended up having him or Matt often got rid very early. Uh, but yeah. Going good, know any of them, and I am probably going to look at targeting them. Definitely captioning players against them just to get that differential away from your Armstrongs and Tonys. Um, so that really looks ahead to midweek and at the weekend. It's quite hard when there's two um, games in a week to really look ahead to just one weekend. So we'll do it quite briefly and just look who's got the best, best fixes, etc. Um, what we'll do now is we'll go into the listeners' questions, and then after we've done the listeners' questions, uh, we'll have a chat with you, Joe, about the game, if that's okay. Sure, sure. And I've just closed everything down on my phone. <laughs> I've got him now. Um, what I'll do then is I'll just give you one question each because there's quite a few questions, so we can get through them. I'll start with Rob, and then we'll just alternate. So, Rob, first question is from Aaron Palace. Um and that's not a question to you. That's a question to Joe, which um, <laughs> I'll ask it now. I might as well ask him now. Aaron Palace has asked, are there any plans for a gaffer app? There are plans for not concrete plans for gaffer app, but we do plan on having one. Um, it's 
so as you know, Sean, the CEO and the main guy behind the whole thing, he's basically our developer. So he's looking at the possibility possibility of an app, but he wants to perfect what we're offering now. Yeah. Um, or get as close to perfection as possible before converting it into an app, which is not something he's necessarily done before. Um, so it's being looked into, but it's not a live possibility really before the end of the season, unfortunately. I think, um, personally, I don't think it'd be an issue like not coming having an app before the season finishes because everyone's used to it now. I mean, I just created the shortcuts on my home screen on my phone and I just used that. So it's very similar to an app, but I would love an app. But I think it's, you know, I don't think it's vital for this season. I think everyone's just getting used to the game. And I think that's okay. Yeah, I think it's good for, it's good for new, use, new users, I think. It, it adds a bit of credibility to the game, I think, first off. And then if you have that presence on your phone the whole time, you're more likely to keep checking your team and um, continue to be active as a player. But like for people, enthusiasts like yourselves and ourselves, like you're, you're, you're going to be playing the game regardless of how it's hosted, I think. Yeah, 100%. Like, as soon as you have that's an app, that's it. I'll be on there. I'm on it on a Monday, Thursday, or Friday, just checking random things. So, um, <laughs> the more I've got, the better for me, really. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm just sacking FPL off. I can't be bothered with it anymore. I've lost interest and I can't. Do you know when If you're not invested in any, there's just no point, is it? I'm doing rubbish. Um, I'm just all in on this at the moment, if I'm honest with you. So, more gaffer for me, the better. Yeah. Um, Gone. One thing I found with the FPL is that, is that it's frustrating if it's not going well, which it isn't for most people at the moment. And you can only make one change without a penalty every week. Yeah. But in Gaffer and in the Championship, with two games a week, you can actually change your team and kind of gather momentum more quickly. That's what I found anyway as a yeah. as a player myself. Next question, then this one will come to you, Rob. This one is from Auto Closure. Um, he has Port. Would you guys consider? Oh, it's not for you again, Rob. I am. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare here. I think it's safe to say most questions are going to be for Joe anyway, but um, I started reading this. And oh, great. That. Um, so would you guys consider adding minutes played for each player and the stats on the website? Yeah, we would. There's loads. Oh, Rob's actually left. He's physically left the room. <laughs> I was just watching him. Um, Where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is something we're, we're going to add. We're um, We're looking at... You know more of a breakdown of what's actually the, the players' history and what they've uh, done so far in the, in the season, and um, more like what the FPL are offering. Um, yeah, I think even for myself as a user, I, I want to see that information more easily. Um, so it is it's on the it's on the list, but I can't give a, a timeline necessarily for it. But we will be adding something like that, right? And Rob. Just comes back into the room as you finish there. We thought you'd had enough, Rob, and gone. Um. Right, I've got a question for you now, Rob. Um, FPL Thomas has put two questions, so I'll give you the first one, Rob. He's put, which Premier League teams would you like to see in the Championship next season? Oh, that is a difficult question. I get it's really hard to answer because. You're looking at the teams at the bottom of the Premier League in such a negative light for an FPL. Yeah. To try and spin that as a positive 
for next year gaffer. And then you've got to consider whether they're going to lose their players. Um, I wouldn't want to see Burnley because they don't interest me in FPL. They're not going to interest me in Championship. Um, potentially just a goalkeeper or whatever. Um, that's yeah, difficult question. Yeah, I'd take it. I don't know. You know, you've, you've caught me right off guard here. <laughs> I'd definitely take Matthias Pereira back in the Championship because I'd love to have played Gaffey when West Brom went up because he would have been captain the mighty in quite a lot, he would have, so I love him. Um, mine, I'd love seeing the Championship. I'd like to see um, Man United to get relegated 100%. Um, yes, yeah, about it, really. I was, I nearly tweeted out something <laughs> earlier on, and I'm glad I didn't because they came back, but I was going to tweet you, Joe, um, saying... How much do you think um, Rashford would be in Gaffer next season when they were 2 0 down and then they came back? So I'm <laughs> glad I didn't do that. But a question for you, Joe. Um, this is from FPL Thomas as well. He's put, is there any plans to promote is is there any plans to promote Gaffer more ahead of next season? Or will it still be weird as mouth within the Twitter community? Uh, the, well the word of mouth is is crucial, I think. Um but we definitely would want to promote it a lot more um, next season because at the beginning of this season, as you remember, it was a late end to the, to the previous season. This one began at a strange date after, what was it, four weeks? Yeah. Five weeks rest. And we were frantically trying to develop the game during that crucial period where you probably would have plugged plugged it and maybe paid for some advertising or whatever it would have been. Um, so we didn't actually know what, what exactly we were selling at the point when you would be selling it, yeah. So we we missed we missed some crucial time there, which where I think I think we would have more users had we been able to spread the word ahead of time. But at the same time, almost seven thousand users is it's amazing. It, it, it was so difficult to to actually know where we were going to land in 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 that range um, between Fantasy Chapman, I think, which is something like three thousand. Or maybe more this season, um, and of course the FPL, where it's like, what is it, seven million? Yeah. So somewhere between three thousand and seven million was probably our expectation <laughs> there, and we're more than happy with what we got. Yeah, I can imagine that. I think it's done really well, and um, a lot of people are invested in it. Um, I'm seeing a lot of FPL players who don't support Championship clubs; they are still playing it because they love the game. Um, Bradley. Um, who's FPL Planet's Wolves correspondent. Um, he's in their Slack channel and he talks about it quite a lot. Um, it's nice to see that people... Because i I be honest, I did think it was one of them. It's a new thing. People, you know, the FPL players are going to play it because they want to know championship players and then they'll lose interest because they're so heavily invested in FPL. Um, but it hasn't been like that, which is really good. I, I enjoy it. But next question, Rob, this it's one's great for you. To see. Chris... Um, Hermitage, he has put time to come off Ben Foster, one clean sheet and nine. Um, I'm going to listen to this interested as well because I've got Ben Foster. Well, I got burnt by the Ngakia train wreck. He's now started two games since I sold him. Um, but they don't look, no, for me, no, I'm not interested in them anymore. They've got Rotherham and Bright, uh, Birmingham on the horizon for clean sheets and other than that. I can't see it. 
They've switched to a back four. There's a lot of things that worry me about uh, the Watford defence now. Yeah, I am. With his price as well, I was really happy with him because I moved from Woodman to Foster. But um, if we get an overall, I'm going to be looking at that. Um, next question, and this one's for you. And I know this one pops up quite a few times. So um, if I don't answer your question, I'm sorry, but it's the same question, so there's no point. So Stoke Gaffer has put question for Joe. Are you happy with the performance bonus system and point system or will they be reviewed at the end of the season? For example, will the minus two for yellow cards just for forwards be an ongoing feature in future seasons? Keep up the good work. Thanks, Stoke Gaffer. Uh, yeah, I mean, everything's up for review, really, <laughs> depending on what the community say. So if the community are, this is ridiculous, this is ruining our enjoyment of the game, we're, we can, we're happy to adjust any aspect of it, really. Um, like we were looking at information from the previous season when coming up with how bonus points are going to be allotted. And we thought it was interesting for a striker to be further given a further penalty for a, you know, a poor challenge or whatever, especially considering goals are worth five points across the board and strikers are more likely to get goals. So, and they're high scoring players in the game. So it's just a, a slight kind of a deduction on what their overall was going to be depending on that striker um, it's an idea we had, but is it, we're definitely not married to it. So what do you guys think about the yellow card thing? I was going to come to you, Rob, with that. I was going to ask what your thoughts on that are. <laughs> doesn't bother me. I wasn't aware there was any hatred towards the minus two for forwards um, until this question on uh, this week. Uh, I'm fine with it. I think it's it's fair point. They should, uh, you give them benefits in other areas and you should give them uh, negatives neither. You could go this you could go the same way around for keepers, minus two, minus three for them, because they shouldn't be getting them, they should get them a lot less frequent. No, I don't know. It doesn't bother me overall. No, I am not bothered in the slightest. I, I'm probably the worst person to ask there because uh when the game week's finished, I'll go on to my points and I'll click on the player and it'll tell me, you know, goal, assist, performance points, like two, for example. And look at I'm, you. I've not once thought, I wonder what he's got them two bonus points for. I've just thought, get in, I've got two extra points. So it actually <laughs> doesn't bother me in the slightest. So, yeah, but I'm we've, the wrong person asking. We've had a few cases where people have said, where on earth did this guy get bonus points from? And in fairness, it's a reasonable question when you see, when you see some of these games. Yeah. Uh, but it is it is outlined in the rules, you know, where the breakdown comes from. Um, we don't have a readout on the game itself. Um, and it's definitely something we can... I think we probably will be tweaking it a bit, um, maybe to favour midfielders more than it does currently. Um, midfielders are, I think, struggling in the game comparatively um, yeah. at the at the higher end of it. So it might be something we, we can adjust there, maybe no, number of key passes or passes or something like that um, could feed into it more. Um, but it, it is hard interesting. to say. That's an interesting point because you get, uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Wilson, Danjuma, Jed Wallace, they're all players that have, I've seen as midfielders manage to get performance bonus for without scoring a goal or assisting. So I think it is working. I just think they're not performing, is my personal opinion, on midfielders. The, the midfielders are letting us down rather than the other way around. Yeah. Rather than your system. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'll go with that. Great. Um, next question is from James Ward. And this is to you as well, Joe. 
Um, is there a place to see the most recent price rises and falls for players? Um, and he's put what are the specific criteria for price changes? There isn't a place where you can see what, what the change has been. And no, you can't see the criteria either, <laughs> either for the price changes. So it's it's an algorithm that Sean has put together um, where it doesn't actually it doesn't actually look at player ownership like the fantasy Premier League does. It's based entirely on that player's performance um, in relation to I think other players in that position. But I'd be interested to hear what people think about it. Are, are the price changes making sense at the moment? Are they are they too slow? Are they too fast? Um, what have you noticed, Rob? Generally, it's like anything above 10 points will get you a, a 0.1 rise. I was going to ask, you can answer it later on, but whether there's been any double price rises yet, I haven't noticed any. And my opinion on it is you can have two games in a week and you can get two price rises in a week. You know, they really can get away from you really quickly. So it is forcing you to go quite quickly on bandwagons, but it's, it's not bothering me. It's good. I think it's good that there's always... Big players are always going to have changes one way or the other way, it looks like. And would you like to see it tied into player ownership as well? In no. some way? No. No. No, just me personally. It double, it's double jeopardy. It double rewards you for having the player. And it double hurts you if you haven't got it, you know, because you're losing points and money. Mm-hmm. I don't want right to get to a point where, like in FPL, is where you're bringing in a player just because you know his ownership is high. And you've got to before you price yeah. out of it. Um, and then you go away and then how relentless the championship is, you get an injury somewhere else. Then all of a sudden you've then got to take a minus four. Um, yeah, but that's just how I play. I'm, I put a lot of time into fantasy football, but I am quite casual in a way. So, but, so that's just me. But um, well, that was our thinking as well. Yeah, we, we, we didn't, we wanted to avoid that kind of rush on the players that you maybe didn't even want, but you felt you needed. Um, just to compete, um, you know, you'd see it a lot in FPL. Yeah, and I, I hate that. Sorry, go on, Rob. It's totally clear that the only major change is that you can't see the ownership, I think, and that has driven such massive difference in teams. You get who you want, not who what everyone's got, and not, you know, covering yeah. yourself. Really yeah. good for that. Because when Rob Pick was on the pod the other week, Either you or Rob um, told me, and Buemer was one of the most highest owned players. I'm not sure where you heard that, but I wasn't. I would never have guessed Buemer was just going on form. So like now, every time in Buemer, like when I was watching Friday night, I'm like, please do not get an assist. So like, I like not having the ownership. I think um, it just doesn't influence your decisions in any way. But that's again, that's just me. Yeah, I, I like it too. And um, the ownership stats, I think I tweeted at some stage, but I can't actually remember what they were. We we well, had about forty. <laughs> yeah, it was around that. Yeah, he was he is quite high. I suppose maybe it's because he's the high one of the higher. Is he the most expensive midfielder? Maybe he's a starting point for a lot of teams. Pookie's a bit higher, and oh, yeah, and Buemo, sorry. Um... Yeah, and Buemo, and I think Tony was catching up with Pookie as well. Last mm-hmm. I saw. Right. I'll go on to the next question then. Um, 
this could probably go to both of you, I think it's in general about the game. Um, FF Birmingham City, he has put what has been your biggest mistake so far this season in Gaffey. Uh, Rob, start with you. Well, I overhauled pretty early and I got rid of double Millwall defence. I got rid of double Swansea, including Bid, uh, Roberts. <laughs> and I went really early for Saar and uh, Ben Rama. You remember that? Yes, you did, yeah. So I thought it was getting clever. Game week four it was. So didn't quite work. That's probably... I mean, it was fun. And it has worked because I've kept players like Saar. I've kept, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Probably overhauling early. What about you, Joe? Yeah, the same with all the all the boosts I used far too early and without really thinking long enough about it. Uh, really, the the boosts, even though obviously I was part of creating them and getting them on the game, I had never actually looked at the numbers of them to see which would be most beneficial to my team at that time. I just went with the the glamour ones. Yeah and, yeah, and instantly regretted it. And then overhaul as well. I thought, you know, after a few weeks, I was like, I know exactly how this league works. I'll just bring in these players and then I'm set for the season. And that is clearly not how this league works. No, it's relentless. You've got to be just following the form trains all the time, haven't you? You've got to be keeping an eye on them and just jumping on them straight away. Um, I don't know why I was laughing at you, Rob, because I've made some probably even worse. Um my boost, I went for the glamour ones as well, Joe, which hasn't worked out for me. Um, I brought Callum Patterson in the team because he was 4.4. I thought he was going to play up front and score loads of goals. Uh, that was really bad. And Jamal Lowe, I brought him in for fixtures and he hasn't got one return for me in about five game weeks. So I'd probably say they are my biggest ones so far. Um, but we'll go on to the next question. And this is from Adam Robinson. Um, let me see who this is for before I read it out. Um, will the net will be a breakdown on stats? And um, that's already gone. Um, he hasn't really put a question after that. He's put Joe, this game is brilliant for so many people I speak for. Many when I say you're an inspiration and a genius at creating a unique game that the community loves more and more by the day. I really hope this game expands to a wide audience. Audience too. He's only been so nice because he's twenty second in the world right now. <laughs> he's a plant as well. He's just I know him. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's a nice guy. Adam is. Um, I speak to him quite a bit. Um, so we'll go on to the next one. Is Renarid nine? He has put the scoring system is great. A breath of fresh air compared to FPL. As above the minus two FPL cards picked up by Strakis seems a bit unnecessary plans to review it for next season so obviously Joe you've already said you're up for considering you know changes to the game from suggestions by the community um, so yeah we'll... I think we'll do a series of votes probably just to get to kind of gauge how people feel about certain aspects of the game and see and you know speak to you guys as well and and I, I presume if, if I'm allowed back we can discuss it towards the end of the season <laughs> yeah and uh, in, in more depth and probably engage how you you and your listeners feel about it. That's one thing um, we were think me and Rob would talk about after we podded the other week is we were complimenting you how you listen to the community. You know, you didn't have to put a tweet out about the new boosts that are going to reset. You know, you could just do what you want. 
Um, but it's really good that you're trying to get the community's uh, feedback on everything, which I think it makes people a bit more invested because they feel they have a connection with the people behind the game. You know, it's not just a robot. Um, so yeah, that's really good. I think, I think so. We're, we're keen to keep that going as well. Just, I mean, we're not experts on the championship by any means. I'm, I'm slowly learning how this league works. And we're definitely not experts on creating fantasy football tournaments or, or <laughs> games. Uh, so any feedback from this FBL community, which I didn't even know existed before we began this game. And obviously this, the gaffer offshoot of that community is invaluable to us. So I, I think we're going to rely on you guys a lot to actually make this game a success. It's good. The way it's going to grow, I think, as well. I think that's why people like it a lot. So that's really good. Um, we've got um, two more questions. Joe Jenkins has put, can we get some menu for 4.5 million, please? That's to you, Joe. Is he in yet? Is he there? <laughs> um, I haven't checked myself. Um, so he's, been, sure. he's been requested. Uh, Sean disagrees with every single request I put through and my, my evaluation of it. So... We'll right. see. That reminds me of something, so, actually, Joe. Um, I don't know if I need to Stoke goalkeeper, is it? Yeah. What <laughs> is that you or Sean? I'm going to blame Sean for that one. But uh, <laughs> I, it was, it was, I was listening to your pod when you mentioned it last day, and that's the most angry I think I've ever heard you on <laughs> one of these pods. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't aware he was on, so when I checked, it just hit me like a massive surprise. I was like, I'm not having that, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, we'll blame Sean for that one then. But that's, I mean, we just weren't sure. We 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 were thinking if that's going to be the starting Stoke keeper, five million is a a good price. I think that's what we said him at. It's not. Um, you, you're ripping everyone off. He's <laughs> a bargain now, though. He's down to four point nine. So if you've got there you go. you've lost Get on him, yeah. already. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, last question, and this is from Chris Amitage again. He asked about the ownership, um, which you've already talked about. And then he's put aside from that, please I highlight QPR. They have the fifth and seventh highest scoring midfielders in the game. Cheers. Um, I'm not acknowledging QPR players, so um, if you two want to, you can, but I'm not talking about them. They did get a lot of pre-season coverage, Chris Hermitage. They... Uh... Oh, sorry, Samuel. We said he was going to have big boots to fill and he's, he's looking like he's getting there, but... That, that's about as much at a time as I can offer, I think. Yeah, same here. There's not much I could say about QPR. <laughs> I kind of, as soon as Eze left, I think I sort of wrote them off as a force in the league. Um, chair appears on a lot of reports that I've seen, but I, I can't say I'd, I'd ever consider bringing him in. No, I haven't. Don't get me wrong, if it, come next Sunday after another two game weeks and then they're still there putting numbers out then it's time to start looking at them but I just think QPR are very inconsistent you don't know what you're getting from them and I don't want to own a player like that I need consistency to make me happy Yeah, I like uh, Dykes as a talisman though big big man great finish on the uh, his finish on TV the other night takes penalties smashes them as hard as he can that's the sort of are you taking the piss? like are you taking Big the pen? You slagged him off the other week. We were yeah, saying he's only useful for penalties, yeah. He looks good for Smashes Scotland, though. Up. He Aye. looks good for Scotland. 
Uh, we'll leave the listeners' questions there. Thanks, everyone, for posting them. Um, if we haven't quite answered them, just give us a tweet and we'll do our best for you. Um, now we'll just have a chat with Joe about the game in general. So, Joe, has the game lived up to your expectations when you decided to create the game then? It has. It's been, it was difficult to know what to expect, really. Um, as I mentioned to one of the, I answered to one of the questions earlier, um, we haven't done something like this before. We weren't necessarily experts with uh, a championship experts, um, although we had dipped in over the years, but we certainly wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been something we'd, we'd follow week to week. Um, it was picked because of the league that it is and the fact that there is no fantasy um, option there for people. Um, it just seemed like a massive error that it hadn't been filled up to now. Um, but then since getting into it and discovering this community, and I think after we were only just beginning when you got in contact, Jamie, to ask if you could do a podcast about it. Yeah. And we were like, what? We've made it. We've already made it. <laughs> and, that, and there's no game yet. Yeah, it was It just, I was like, what can I do? Because um, I was speaking to James at Planet FPL and he was um, debating whether to do some kind of championship um, content. And then when they did their Patreon and stuff, they you know, quickly realised they haven't got the time um, to put into it because they're not experts on the championship. Um, he's learning as well. So I just thought, you know what, there's a new championship game. I'm going to do a podcast. I just decided one day and then here I am now. Uh, it's, so well, it's it's kind of like our project. This, this whole gaffer thing was like that as well. It was suddenly, why not? Why, why don't we just make this game? We love to play it, so why, why, why don't we make it? And then discovering this community was just amazing. It's far exceeded our expectations. Um, the kind of engagement we've had up to now and the, the amount of interest it's uh, it's been great. It's been really enjoyable. One question I have for you on the, the engagement part, and I always wonder every time I see it on the timeline: Do you prefer people tagging you in all their gaffer tweets, or would you prefer like an hashtag gaffer? Because I I use a hashtag and tag you sometimes when I think like you know I I want them to see it. But is it annoying? Because yeah. I can't cope with notifications myself when I finish work. I can't imagine what it's like for you. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. It's it's something I probably should have laid out at the beginning, but I didn't really know. I didn't want to put people off, you know, tagging Gaffer either. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy to be tagged at any any stage. And I'll as you've seen, I'm, I'll retweet almost anything yeah. related to Gaffer. So... If that if that's annoying people, you can also slow that down. But tagging me is are absolutely fine. Right. Um, next one then. Um, so, in relation to the community, are you happy about the creation of the community? It seems like there's um, oh, I don't know how many there is who tweet about it a lot, but my timeline's quite full now with people tweeting about Gaffy. Um, that must be nice to see for you, Sean, and everyone else involved. Oh, we love it. Yeah, it's it's kind of vindicates all the hard work that's going in. If we, if we weren't hearing back from people, um, it would be it would be hard to kind of get together, come up with ideas, and and sure, Sean's putting in the real hard hours. But um, you know, I'm researching and 
looking at stats and trying to write the, that article every week for Fantasy Football Scout. Ah, yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot in it in the background. And if, if you weren't getting the feedback from the community, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel as fulfilling, I don't think. So yeah, we're absolutely delighted with the with it and the reaction from people. So obviously, um, you talked about you know how you created the game. Um, it kind of just happened from a let's do it kind of moment. Is there any long term plans, like a vision for the game? Like, is there anywhere that you want to go with it? Yeah, I say. Well, we want to get it. Want to make it the best product it could be. I mean, I don't want to calling it a product makes us diminishes it a bit, but it's it's more than that. But it's like what we've been asked by the community there about percentage ownership and player stats and stuff like that. We want all that to be available to users. Um, part of the reason why we brought this in was Sean had this vision for uh, a sort of permanent user on on our system. So you'd have you'd see your records for multiple seasons. Yeah. You know, if you play for five years, you can see exactly where you finished every year for those five years. You can see, you know, where you've made mistakes, you know, look at your, your stats, what teams have benefited you whenever you've picked them, stuff like that. So we want that sort of permanence. We want, we don't want people to just try gaffer and then leave it and back whatever two in two years time when their team is in the championship or whatever. Yeah. We like the idea of people being there permanently and, you know, getting rewards from it. So the, the other part of the idea, which we haven't really said too much about, but we're looking to to kind of reward people for achievements in the game as well. So maybe you'd have like a trophy cabinet if you oh, cool. get three over a hundreds over the course of a month or whatever, you'd, you'd, you might win a, a, a cup or a trophy or we haven't, you know, it hasn't gone that far yet, but just something that's maybe adds another dimension to the game, which would appeal to maybe a separate area of people or, but keep the, the game itself intact, really. It would just be an additional thing. Um, you know, maybe if you're taking a screenshot of your team, you'd be able to see the overall rank on that screenshot with maybe your achievements over the course of the season so far. Yeah, I could definitely um, do something like with that. That kind of thing. I can picture it now with all my trophies <laughs> down the side, overall exactly, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking that idea. And that trophies idea is really good because a lot of um, the younger generation that play fantasy football, more than likely, um, game like, you know, your PlayStation, for example, and you have your trophy systems on there. I think that's... I would never have thought of that, to be fair. So I really like the idea of that. If that does come alive. Yeah, I can't claim the idea, but yeah, it, it's it does sound good, and I think there's a big crossover between people who, who game and play FBL and and play gaffer. So, I could see there being an interest there, and then ultimately, a million years in the future, whenever it is, if if it's we've built up the brand enough, we we may expand to other leagues, you know, maybe Ooh. maybe the lower down the EFL leagues. It's it's you know obviously that that's in the distant future, but it's it's something we thought about oh, i don't say that I, I can't imagine myself podcasting about league one and two as well as the championship because <laughs> i'd have <laughs> yeah, to do that, that i won't get involved because i found with this obviously i'm a stoke fan i've had my season tickets well in the championship for the two years we've been in there other than this one and 
I found, you know, I watch Stoke every week, but I'd only watch Stoke. I wasn't going home and watching the championship game that's on that was on Sky or whatever. Where now, I think today, and I think there's one other game that I've missed all season that's been available on Sky. I choose the early kickoff instead of um, the Premier League on a Saturday now. Um, and it's because I'm learning a lot more about the league. I, this game has made me more invested in the league in general as well. Uh, before, I, I probably couldn't tell you five players from Rotherham but from watching, you know, reading the site every day. I'm starting to learn a lot more. So that's good. Yeah, that's great to hear. Same, same for me. I've just, I'm suddenly into the championship now. I'm watching a couple of games a week and I'm, you know, checking out the highlights on Quest. Yeah. You know, which is not something I, I'd done previously. Uh, and I could see it's maybe boosting the championship itself. If we get big enough and people are, enough people are interested, then it'll, it'll help the championship as a brand as well. Yeah. 100%. How about you, Rob? You're already presumably watching all the games, were you? No, no, I've come on the journey with Jamie as well. Ah. Uh, Middlesbrough fan. Um, mostly into FPL and then pretty much done a full crossover now. Just coming on to uh, one of the points you made about potentially looking at other leagues. I can't wait for the day Jamie's got three Wiccan players in his League One fantasy. Yeah, they'll be straight in. will <laughs> <Could> be banned. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be getting death threats in my DMs if I did that. I'm surprised. I, you know, I generally I've had. Well, I wouldn't say I was worried because I'm quite thick skinned. I'm not bothered, but you know, I was um, anticipating like hate, because um, I speak to James Planet FPL. Like, you know, as popular as they are, there is people out there who don't like them, and there's people who feel the need to message them abuse or whatever. Fingers crossed. I've had none yet. Um, it's either nobody's listening or. We uh, nobody hates me that much, um, but I think I'm quite happy with that. It's early days yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tone um, my language down about certain teams. I'm trying to be um, less biased about my feelings, but gotta think I'm... about when you uh, win the whole thing as well. If people are going to complain about your comments, <laughs> that's true. It could be removed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, we'll go on to the next question. Um, so we've gone through the features there. Um, I just have one more question actually before the last one. Who runs your social media? Do you run like your Twitter, your Instagram? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's it's all that's all me. How do you sins, find yeah. the time? Because you're quite active. It's a uh, it's a challenge. I'm yeah. It's what's I'm. Yeah, I check it a lot. Working from home makes it easy. Uh, the, the kids are getting a little bit older now, so I can, well, even when I'm minding the kids, you know, I could check <laughs> in on what, what's going on in the Gaffer community. But uh, it's it's been a, that's been a change for me as well. I've never been that socially active before, yeah. especially representing an, an account like this. So it's, uh, I'm just, I'm genuinely interested in what people are saying about it. You know, praise is always welcomed, but even even criticism as well. Like, if there's anything we can improve, then I'd be quickly on to Sean to see if, if it can be done. See, I find it quite difficult because I'm at work till two o'clock and then I finish and then I've got a two-year-old 
it's like full on basically until the evening. And I I made an Instagram account for the podcast, of course. I had all these ideas and me as you know, I'm gonna post every day, I've got pictures, tag the players and it's and stuff like that, just to see if I could get any any of them noticing about like what the game is and stuff like that. And I'm just like I haven't posted in about a week, maybe two. I just find it so difficult to keep up. I'm in a group chat on Twitter, a gaffer group twat, <laughs> twat. <laughs> a gaffer group chat. <laughs> um, and then I go on and there's like 180 messages on red. And I'm like, oh, I haven't got time. I haven't got time to do that. So fair play to you. I just always wondered if it was just you or there was a, like, a couple of you behind social media. No, it's just me so far. Um, I mean, there's a lot more I would like to do with with the kind of marketing the brand but yeah i mean time time comes into it you know i simply can't i can't devote that much time and you know i haven't really been able to monitor slack channels and and um kind of the twitter private messaging and stuff like it's it's the the i've been focusing mostly on twitter instagram to to an extent yeah and uh, there hasn't been much movement on the facebook to be honest no i think i find that in fact, in any way, like with FPL on Facebook, um, I don't. There's nowhere near as much content on there that there is Instagram and Twitter. I find mm. Facebook. Um, there's a, quite a large um, Indian community on there on Facebook. The group chat things, what they've got, um, but it's all on Twitter really. I think it's a lot better. We have got a Slack channel which you're in. Um, I do need to do more with that. I just find it very hard to manage everything all at once, but I might try and sort that out. But we'll go on to the last question. This is the one everyone's waiting for. Everyone's going to be pissed off that they've had to wait over an hour for me after this. Um, game week 15, the last week to use our set of boosts. So if nobody, well, if there's people out there with a booster remaining, this midweek is your last chance to use it before the reset. And then in game week 16, the new boost reset, don't they, Jay? Do you want to tell us about that? I can do. And you've an exclusive, this will be an exclusive for your Get podcast. Uh, so we won't announce it for a while and you can you can plug it on Twitter. But there will be an overhaul. Yes. Oh, my. Praise the Lord, I need one. I mean, speaking of abuse, I think there would have been a fair amount of abuse had there not been <laughs> an overhaul. For the- yeah. So that's in there. Um, three chips will repeat, will continue. Uh, so Captain Fantastic will be there. Yeah. The very popular Park the Bus will be there. Yeah, good. And Multi-Captain. Yeah. And then the two new chips are Goal Fest, which you might have seen I, I tweeted about a few weeks ago. Can you just so remind the list? Oh, yeah, you're going to, yeah. Yeah, it's, so all goals... This is including subs. We had a good think about it after I put it out there. Uh, score double across the team. So everybody, so all goals. Any goals goal scored by your squad basically are doubled. Ooh. So and the the last, the final chip, sorry, boost we're yeah. going to have is optimal captain, which is where your highest scoring player, and actually your second highest as well, will be your captains and vice captains. So no matter who you captain advice, no, sorry, your two high scoring players are basically gonna get you your captain advice captain points. No matter. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
that goals is it goals fest the first one was called uh goal fest yeah goals fest so that's basically like very similar to um a bench boost other than it's only the goals points that count not actual points that they accumulate for say performance whatever yeah that's true and and obviously but they they score double as well so they um any goals your team scores will be doubled what do you think about that one rob so you've got your three bench players and they get one gets two, the other two get a, a goal each. The guy who's got two points gets nothing, or he gets his no. two. Oh, so you, all the points are the same, except for goals are doubled. Yes. So yeah, so if you're getting 80 in the game week, that's already a good game week, but uh, if you're getting 80 and that points total is made up of five goals, you, yeah. you'll basically be, it'll be recalculated with 10 goals as part of it. So... Right. But it's just about the, the bench question or the bench bit. Mm-hmm. If he's on your bench, do you get his all his points? So it's like a super subs as well, or no, you'd just be getting the goals. Okay. Just the goal points, yeah. Just don't skimp out on your second overhaul. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's it's hard it, I mean, how many goals would you do you see in a given game week? It's hard to know. Yeah. But depending on the how your team is set up may not benefit hugely from it but it's 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 one to consider i'll definitely benefit when i've got tony armstrong and solanke up front that <laughs> <laughs> i'll be playing that in game week 16 i will <laughs> and then the other one was um what's it called optimum optimal captain optimal, optimal. this is the one i wasn't a fan of me personally because i i feel with this one you know, you're going to benefit from it. Well, you'd hope you would anyway. Um, but I just feel with this one, it, you could literally throw, there's no planning for this one. You can just throw that in any game week, can't you? Say it gets to game week 50, it'd be 29. When it's game week 29, you've got that left. You can just throw that in. Yeah, you pretty you much know, can. The, the, I mean, the element of skill there would be if you've got a, a team, you know, bursting with talent. In a given week, and you just you're you're way off knowing which one will be your your, your best choice. Yeah. That's the only way. There's skill you can maybe format your or set up your team so you're going to be stuck with that decision. But yeah, I can see what you mean. It's it's not a high a high skill boost. What do you think, Rob? I can see use in periods of high rotation where you don't want to put it on Tony and Armstrong for them to get rested. I can see uses when you've got a few injury concerns. You don't want to lose out on your captain and vice captain. So it's got potential, yeah. I didn't I didn't think of it from that point of view where you're stuck between the captain, you know, you've got Armstrong's got Wickham, for example, Tony's got QPR. Um we'll pick on them. Um and you don't know who captain suppose. Yeah, it could work actually, yeah. But we it is the same instance, so we've got six to choose from and you can only use three of them, can't you? Yeah, exactly the same as before, yeah. You can only use two, Jamie, because you're burning your overhauling next, <laughs> what is it, going to be Wednesday? Next, yes, Wednesday night. Once that game's kicked off, I'll be doing it. No, I won't really. Well, I'm <laughs> Um that's quite interesting, but I, f- I did notice when you put the tweets out about um, with the polls and stuff that Optimal was quite popular wanted, so it just shows a lot of the community does want it, so it's good that you've listened to the community and put that in there. 
It was. It was yeah, I think we kind of expected it because it. The other the other option was midfield dynamo, which is basically midfield generals kind of improved or souped up a bit. Yeah, but um, it didn't seem to catch the public's imagination. No, I wasn't a fan of that one. I'm glad you've kept part of the buzz there because the last few weeks I've seen a lot of players using this, and it could be or it could give you a massive game week if you get it right with all five defenders. Um, Captain Fantastic, I like him, multi-captain, I really like, so um, it's really good. Um, I appreciate you giving us the exclusive on it. I've um, been dying to know if we're going to get an overall. It. Um, so at least I know I can make a mess of my team knowing I can overall it in next week. <laughs> yeah, but you might get one in the next, in, in 15 game weeks after that, though. Who knows? I'll be all right then. I'll be number one in the world oh, yeah, then, yeah. and then um, I'll just be blocking everyone off, putting the same plays in as everyone below me. As I was uh, talking about like having a high overall, I was talking to my partner earlier on, and she was talking about it. Uh, she asked me how I've done in FPL. I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't looked. I was doing this. And she's like, you're not really that bothered anymore, are you? I was like, no. She's like, you're too busy with that championship game. I was like, well, yeah, I am 44th in the world. I don't get that by not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and she just thinks it's like she's like forty fourth out of everybody. I was like, yeah, she's used to FPL numbers of like seven million. So when I'm telling them forty fourth in the world, just big myself up a little bit. That's impressive. Plus, you're just <laughs> rubbing it into poor Rob here as well, over and over. <laughs> Make the most of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm firmly mid place to the three of us. Right, right. Yeah, fair we'll, enough. Fair we'll enough. We'll move on. We'll move on. Um, we've got one more section just to complete. So it is Jamie versus Rob versus the Gaffer community. This competition still hasn't got a name. Uh, nobody's given me any suggestions. So we're just rolling with this. Last week, I won. I think if I can get my notes up again. Do, 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 do. Yes. So I'm definitely going to be bottom of this. It was me versus Rob, and it was versus James, who was representing the community. So all we have to do is predict the high-scoring defender of the game week, the high-scoring midfielder, and the high-scoring forward. So for game week 13, I went for Sean Morrison at Cardiff. He scored 14. Rob went Bidwell. He scored nine. And James went Toughwell. He scored six. So I'm winning one now. I went Saw, 12 points. You and James Booth went Wilson, so that was 12. So we leveled, so I'm still winning one nil here. Then I went Solanke, 13. You went Armstrong, Rob, 7. And James went Tony with 11. So I went it 2-1, so I get the point. That takes the scores to Jamie 1, Rob 1, the community 2. So this week, representing the Gaffer community is you, Joe. This is for game week 15 only. Can I get your predictions, please? Here, Rob, we'll start with you. Yes, you can. We'll start with Rob. <laughs> Rob, who's your defender? I'm going a bit on a limb here. I'm going to go for Diego Rico against Preston. Diego Rico, okay. Um, Joe, who is your defender? I'm going to go with Morrison for Reading. 
Oh, nice. I wasn't expecting that one. So it's nice when we go different. Um, I've tr I've let Rob go first there because he copies everybody else here. So I thought. <laughs> uh, midfielder Rob, who are you going? You're not revealing Jamie's selection. No, did I not give it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, I've gone for my boy at the moment, Connor Roberts. No, Connor Roberts. I'm going to back him every single week. So he lets me down. <sighs> he got me 15 points, by the way, this week. Did I mention? Rock up, sorry, I couldn't hear. <laughs> yeah, I've got There's Roberts. no chance that he's getting a big hole against the bar. It's just not going to happen. So who are you going for? Midfield, it's Buendia, fresh off his red card against Luton. Nice. Jeff, what about you? I'm going to go with an out there shout, Stanislas oh. for Bournemouth. Yeah. He's on penalties. Good. He's, He's doing good. well recently. I wish I'd brought him in instead of Dan Jumi. If I could have like, seen into the future, obviously I'd have done it, but you know, uh, we were the against on the Friday night. I'd brought in all three of them for a minus four Brooks, Dan Juma, and Solanke. And it was Stanislas, the one of the front four I haven't got. He was getting all the points. That pissed me off. So you've gone Stanislas. Yeah, Rotherham, yeah. I am going, just because I brought him in this week, I am going Harry Wilson against Huddersfield. Just backing my transfer a bit. Rob, your forwards. I'm going double jeopardy against your team here. Ivan Tony's going to thoroughly kill your rank against Rotherham. Oh, God, that's an horrible fix, Rotherham. Oh, <laughs> that's going to kill me watching that. What about you, Joe? I think I'll go Solanke home to Preston. Solanke. I'm giving Solanke as well. Back him again. Oh, I might take a minus four and bring Tony in. I don't know if I can sit there watching him against Rotherham, honestly. Because <laughs> I know a lot of, he's going to be probably the highest earned captain, I think. I think a lot of people are going to captain him. Oh, that could kill me. I'm going to have to yeah, think about so. that. I'm going to have to think about that one. So that's that. Um, and then the very last thing we just need to wrap it up with is the Gaffer Cup, which is, I planned it to start game week 16. I just thought that's when the boost reset. Everyone's got a fresh set of boosts to use. Um, and it should run to about game week 28, I think, a week to out as. So basically, all 64 teams are now filled. So if I direct message you on Twitter asking you for your team name, um, you are in the cup. What I'm going to do over the next few days, probably Wednesday or Thursday, is I'm going to send you the league code for the mini league. Joe, you have set that up for me already, haven't you? I just haven't told anybody about it because I know people will join without giving me the information. So don't do anything until I direct message you on Twitter. I'll direct message you the lead code and give you instructions on what to do. That is the only thing you need to do to enter this cup. 
once all 64 teams are entered into that mini league, um, I'll do everything. So basically, in game week 16, you'll go into 16 groups of four. The draw will be made one day this week. You play each other twice, and the top two progress to the last 32. So it's exactly the same as the Europa League. It's two legged knockouts all the way to the final, which is then just the one leg. So the semi finals are two legs as well. If anybody has any questions or that didn't make sense, just give me a message and I'll go through it with you. But are you too confident of winning the cup? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. It's now the priority. You do realise. I'm running the cup, so I'm more than likely going to win it because could you imagine if I get knocked out in the group stage of my own cup and then I've got to do all the work for everyone else? Uh, that'll be horrible. Um, don't hold me for this, but I am going to try and sort a prize out. Um, it's going to be nothing amazing. Um, a message doesn't even know about the shirt that I'm giving away for winning the mini league yet, so um, it might just be something like a little trophy or a cup. Um, I just thought that would be nice um, put on the mantelpiece if you do win the cup but yeah that will start in game week 16 it will all make sense as we go along um, so I'm looking forward to that I think that covers everything we've gone for quite a while I think we've gone for over an hour and a half so I better let everybody go but Joe just wanted Pierce to say thank you for coming on it's good to have a catch up again my pleasure thanks Jamie and Rob you as always thank you for coming on every week we will be back next Sunday won't we Rob so we'll review game week 15 and 16 um, have a preview of 17 and 18 and all the usual crap that we talk we'll go through all that but thank you for listening see you all next week Unbelievable. Unbelievable.